So for those of you who don't know, Charles and Autumn decided to have a baby. This last Thursday, they welcomed in the world their new daughter, Berkeley Joy. So congratulations. Knowing that this day was coming, Charles asked me a couple months ago if I would preach for him, so here I am. Today we're going to be continuing our series on parables. We're going to be turning to Matthew 13, 44 through 46, where we find the parable of the hidden treasure and the parable of the great pearl. Matthew 13, 44. The kingdom of heaven is like a treasure hidden in the field, which a man found and hid again. And from joy over it, he goes and sells all that he has and buys that field. Again, the kingdom of heaven is like a merchant seeking fine pearls. And upon finding one pearl of great value, he went and sold all that he had and bought it. I'd like everyone to close their eyes for a minute. No peeking. If you're at home joining us online, close your eyes too. If you peek, we'll know. I want everyone, just for a minute, I want you to think. If you could have only one thing in this world, what would it be? If you could only have one thing, what would it be? I want you to think about that one thing. I want you to think about the one thing you would give anything for. The one thing you would give everything for. The one thing you might even be willing to die for. For some of you, it might be a family member or your entire family. For some of you, it might be a job. For some of you, it might be something as simple as a fishing pole. But I want you to think about that one thing. While you're thinking about it, I just want you to realize the one thing that God loves most is you. Dear gracious Heavenly Father, I just thank you for this wonderful day that you've given us. I thank you for this opportunity for us to come and to worship you openly and freely. Lord, I just ask that you would bless this time we have together as we dig into your word, and we just think about the wonderful treasure you've given us and eternity that comes with it. In Jesus' name, amen. If we look back to this passage of scripture with the hidden treasure and the great pearl, we find that this par these two parables are only in the book of Matthew, only in the gospel of Matthew. We don't know exactly why that is, but I like to think that Perhaps it's because both of these parables talk about great financial gain to demonstrate the value of heaven. And Matthew was a tax collector, so I think money really hits home with him. In the first parable, we see a man who stumbles upon a treasure. He stumbles upon a treasure. The man realizes this great event and how life-changing this can be, this great treasure man gives up everything he has, gives up all of his possessions to gain that treasure. 
Some of you still have your eyes closed. You can open them now. As children, we've all had dreams of finding a buried treasure, getting great wealth, whether it be dreams of being in the book of Treasure Island, a pirate's life for me, whether it be riding with a posse through the Wild West, trying to get back that stolen treasure from a wagon train, or maybe for today's children, exploring a dark cave and finding diamonds hidden at the bottom of it in Minecraft. And what are, no matter what it is, we've all dreamed of great wealth and what we would do with it. I'm sure everyone here today and everyone joining us online has at one time or another as a child been asked, what would you do if you had one million dollars? I know for me, as a child, I always thought, if I had a million dollars, first thing I'd do is pay off my parents' house, then I'd buy myself a sports car, then I'd buy my mom a sports car. I'm sure she's watching online. She'll tell you I still owe her one. Then I'd buy my dad a sports car. Then everyone I knew would get a sports car. And then, of course, I'd give some money to the church or to a charity. Nonetheless, our culture and our society is completely permeated with the idea of getting a big break, of finding that treasure, and your life being changed forever. Many of us can only dream of being like James Keener on the Antiques Roadshow. You see, James showed up one day with a small family heirloom. He had a small statue, only about this big. He showed up just to find more information about that statue, to maybe see how much it was worth. And to his surprise, he found it was worth over $500,000. He had no idea he was in possession of a great treasure. Our culture has movies, once again, that deal with finding great treasure and making your big break. A couple of those movies are ones like National Treasure 1 and 2, which star both Tommy and Hunter's favorite actor, Nicolas Cage, as he tries to find the greatest treasure in all of America. Where there's the movie Blank Check, where a young boy stumbles upon what he thinks is unending riches, and his life is drastically changed never to be the same again. No matter how you look at it, the idea of finding riches, the idea of having great worth and value is nothing less than intri intriguing. In 2009, Terry Herbert discovered the largest hoard of Anglo-Saxon gold and silver metalworks on a farmland. The hoard was valued at $3.7 million. On July 5th, 2009, Herbert was searching a recently plowed farmland near Hammerwich, Staffordshire. While searching, he discovered a few gold artifacts buried in the land. Over the course of the next year, he discovered approximately 1,500 pieces of gold and silver 
discovery is now known as the Staffordshire Hoard and the largest single discovery of Anglo-Saxon gold ever. The $3.7 million changed his life. It was paid to him by the Birmingham Museum, who now maintain control of the property. And the parable of the hidden treasure, when this man finds this treasure, he realizes how life-changing this really is, the value of this treasure. He realizes that everything in his life cannot compare to the value of this treasure. He's willing to relinquish it all, to give it all up, to ensure he has this treasure forever. I ask you today, what are you guys willing to give up to ensure you have the treasure that is Jesus Christ? What are you willing to sacrifice to make sure you have eternity? Matthew 19, 16 through 22 says, And someone came to him and said, Teacher, what good thing shall I do that I may obtain eternal life? And he said to him, Why are you asking me about what is good? There is only one who is good. But if you wish to enter into life, keep the commandments. Then he said to him, Which ones? And Jesus said, You shall not commit murder, you shall not commit adultery, you shall not steal, you shall not bear false witness, honor your father, father and mother, and you shall love your neighbor as yourself. The young man said to him, all these things I have kept, what am I still lacking? Jesus said to him, do you wish to be complete? Go and sell your possessions and give to the poor and you will have treasure in heaven, and come follow me. When the young man heard this statement, he went away grieving, for he was one who owned much property. You see, this young rich man, he lived in contrast to the man with the hidden treasure. The young rich man sought out Jesus. He came to him. He went to the right place, for the right answer, but was unwilling to pay the price to gain the kingdom. He walked away full of sorrow and sadness. He was unwilling to give up his past and his way of life. The man in the hidden, with the hidden treasure stumbled upon greatness. He stumbled upon it. He quickly realized the value of this treasure. He realized that everything he had in life could not compare to his relationship with Jesus. The great value was much larger than that of anything else he had in life. For many of us, it's very easy to think about the sacrifices we might make for those we love, whether it be working extra long hours to make sure our family is taken care of. Or perhaps staying up extra late, spending time with your family, only to know that you're going to be extremely tired the next morning. But it's all worth it. For some of you, it might even be very easy to think that if necessary, you would lay down your life 
to save your family, save those loved ones. Having spent my entire adult life as either a soldier or a police officer, I've been completely surrounded for longer than I can remember by both men and women who would not even hesitate to lay down their life for someone else. And now as a husband and a father, I think about my children or my wife. It's not a decision I would even take twice to lay down my life to ensure that they're okay, to ensure their safety, to ensure that they can continue on to eternity. We must be willing to give up all that holds us back from eternity. Mark 9, 42 through 47. Whoever causes one of these little ones who believe to stumble, it would be better for him if with a heavy millstone hung around his neck, he'd been cast into the sea. If your hand causes you to stumble, cut it off. It is better for you to enter life crippled than having your two hands to go into hell into the unquenchable fire. Verse 45. If your foot causes you to stumble, cut it off. It is better for you to enter life lame than having your two feet to be cast into hell. Verse 47. If your eye causes you to stumble, throw it out. It is better for you to enter the kingdom of God with one eye than having two eyes and to be cast into hell. Matthew 16, 24 and 26. Then Jesus said to his disciples, If anyone wishes to come after me, he must deny himself and take up his cross and follow me. For whoever wishes to save his life will lose it. But whoever loses his life for my sake will find it. For what will it profit a man if he gains the whole world but forfeits his soul? Or what will man give in exchange for his soul? We're to give up anything and everything that stands between us and eternity. No matter how great the cost, it pales in comparison to a relationship with Jesus. There is no exchange for that relationship, no exchange for that gift of Jesus in eternity. Paul, an apostle of Christ, formerly known as Saul, is a perfect example of the hidden treasure. Paul discovered the treasure unexpectedly on the road to Damascus. It was while he was on this road, he was headed to go persecute Christians. We see that according to Acts 26, Paul thought he was doing God's work. He was convinced he was doing the right thing. It wasn't until the Lord came to Paul on that road that he realized the true will of God. He did not hesitate to give up everything he had and sacrifice to do God's will. Philippians 3, 7 and 8. Whatever things were gained to me, those things I have counted as loss 
for the sake of Christ. More than that, I count all things to be lost in view of the surpassing value of knowing Christ Jesus, my Lord, for whom I have suffered the loss of all things and count them but rubbish, so that I may gain Christ. You see, Paul had the authority. He had the power of the chief priest. He had the blessing of the chief priest, the highest religious leader. He was a personal messenger for the chief priest. He had everything he could want. But he gave it all up. He gave it all up. He was ran out of town. He was imprisoned. He was shipwrecked. But he knew that sacrifice was worth it to have a relationship with Jesus and gain eternity. In both the parable of the hidden treasure and the parable of the great pearl, both of those people are willing to give up everything they have, absolutely everything, to ensure that they have eternity. So let's all just take a moment. Examine your life. Examine yourselves. What are you willing to give up? What are you willing to sacrifice to ensure eternity? Have we truly put off our old selves and put on the new self? Or are we continuing to live in the past? Have we invested in eternity? Ephesians 4, 21 through 24. If indeed you have heard him and have been taught in him, just as truth is in Jesus, that in reference to your former manner of life, you lay aside the old self, which is being corrupted in accordance with the lusts of deceit, and that you be renewed in the spirit of your mind, and put on the new self, which in the likeness of God has been created in righteousness and holiness of the truth. We are to be new creatures in Christ, setting aside that old self. In Romans it says, for the wages of sin is death, and all have sinned and fall short of the glory of God. Without this great treasure, we have no hope. We have no hope. We're lost. We're doomed to eternity in hell and the unquenchable fire. But we find hope in Christ. 1 Peter 1, 3-4. Blessed be the God and Father of our Lord Jesus Christ, who according to his great mercy has caused us to be born again to a living hope through the resurrection of Jesus Christ from the dead to obtain an inheritance which is imperishable and undefiled and will not fade away. And it's reserved in heaven for you. It's through the treasure of heaven found in Christ we're able to continue on daily in this life, continue on daily with hope. For those of you that know me, you know that I have four children. I have three boys and a daughter. One of my daughter's favorite shows to watch on Netflix is called You vs. Wild. It stars Bear Grylls. And Bear Grylls goes through different little adventures at times he'll come to a crossroads and you have to decide what he does, whether he drinks from the pond or doesn't drink from the pond, 
whether he takes the rope with him or the slingshot. You have to make the decision. And it was during one of these episodes I was reminded of an older saying which I hold very dear to my heart. It goes something like this. You can go three weeks without food. You can go three days without water. You can go three minutes without air. You can only go three seconds without hope. Our hope is in Jesus. Our hope is in eternity spent with him. Looking at the parable of the pearl, we see that a merchant is looking for pearls. He's seeking them out. When he finds a pearl of great value, he realizes his life could be changed forever. He sells all that he has. He gives up everything to ensure he has that great treasure. He's not only giving up everything, he's investing in his future in eternity. As we go through life and we eventually come to a point where we realize the treasure of heaven, is that something we keep for ourselves? Is that something that we find that treasure and we hold it to our hearts, not to share with anyone? But we think back to when we were children, we were asked, what would you do with a million dollars? A million dollars, something that pales in comparison to this great treasure. We were so eager to make sure all of our friends and family were cared for with that million dollars. So why is it then that we oftentimes are afraid to share this great treasure with others? Why are we afraid to share it with our loved ones and ensure they have eternity? We're afraid to share it with complete strangers. John 3.16 is a verse that we've all heard Oftentimes we forget the magnitude of it. We hear it over and over and forget to stop and really think about it. John 3, 16 through 17. For God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son that whoever believes on him shall not perish but have eternal life. For God did not send his son to judge the world that the world might be saved through him. Earlier I mentioned being willing to sacrifice for those you love. Maybe even being willing to give your life for them. I pause and I think, what if you had to give the life of your child to save that of another? It's something I can't even fathom can't even grasp that idea. I know it's probably because of my sinful and selfish human flesh, but I cannot imagine ever allowing harm to come to my children just to make certain someone else is safe, no matter how important that person is. Yet when you look at John 3.16, it's exactly what God did for us. He gave his only begotten son because he loved each and every one of you. So what are you guys willing to do? What are you willing to sacrifice 
to make sure you return that love to God and make sure that others know the great value of Jesus. Pray with me, please. Dear Heavenly Father, I just thank you for this wonderful day that you've given us. And Lord, I just ask that as we go out into this beautiful world that you would just bless our time. Lord, I just ask that we would always remember the great gift you've given us of your Son and the value it holds and the life-changing hope we have in your Son, Jesus Christ. Amen. seated for a moment.